0: Are we live? So live? We're wicked live with it. Moto Academy podcast. Definitely in the 30s at this point. Episode 30 something. Number one podcast in motocross. That I know for sure. We did Daytona. We did it.
1: We did it. I've been, I don't know if I'm excited or dreading this podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> Why? Because I think you and I have very different perspective as to
0: what happened. On Saturday, oh maybe I want to hear your perspective. Okay, but it was a day. It was a day. It was a day. Uh, Can I actually keep talking? <laughs> I have something. I'm getting I something ready over here. I am also curious as to what you guys did after the race. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting the, ready. Hang on. Essentially, sent me the video of Dan. You think Dan's going to care? In the o- mechanic Dan in the ocean. With <laughs> wait, his wait, wait, wait! Don't credential spoil on. it. <laughs> I forgot he had a credential on. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Hang
1: on. I hope he doesn't care that I'm doing this to him right now, but I'm definitely going to put this in. Well, tell me about your day. (laughs) I want to get this ready.
0: Sure. Well, actually, no. What are you... Uh, Didn't you just fly home? I just got home. Yeah, so I went straight from Daytona. Did I come back home first? No. Wait, yes, I did. So, race Daytona Supercross leave immediately after my LCQ right before the main event of the 250s even took off got home slept got on a flight first thing in the morning from Tampa to Shreveport Shreveport Louisiana never been there before definitely slightly the middle of nowhere but went and taught a class with coach James at DeSoto Motorsport Park place is sick yeah, Really, really, really good track. The owner was super cool. The dirt was awesome. Usually the dirt in that part of the country is really hard and baked over, but the dirt had a really nice kind of like sand mix to it and it rutted up super well. We had a blast. So we had a class yesterday. Uh, 30 riders went super well. Weather was perfect. A lot of fast guys. We've been having more and more fast guys lately, which I find interesting. But every time, man, and doing it with Coach James makes it more fun.
1: I miss James. It's been too long. Can we make him go to New Jersey? The Supercross?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'll go to that one. OK. Yeah. It, not that I was losing enjoyment and doing the classes, but it's it's it brings the perspective like when I brought you on to do Supercross is the same perspective that he brings to the class. Mm-hmm in that it just keeps it really exciting and fresh and, and it reminds me how cool it is that that's our job. That's good. There's three helicopters and there's three Dodge Chargers simultaneously. I would say after a Saturday, after what happened Saturday, that's a good
1: reminder for you. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you mean? What happened Saturday? Oh, uh, so much. So much happened Saturday.
0: Uh, what You were there. What do you mean what? Do I... Do I start and tell my day story and then you interject when you need to? Well, basically, like, I can't use anything that Mm -hmm. you gave me.
1: Like, on the day? Really? Yeah, you sound like a jerk, dude. The whole day? Like, mostly the end. Okay. The beginning was fine. I have the first two minutes done and it's great, by the way. I'm actually
0: super stoked. Okay. Um, so just the end that you said you weren't going to use any. Oh, I can't use any of it. Yeah, I figured you couldn't the whole time. <laughs> uh, but other than that, or just the end? well the, I, I don't parts? think I got a
1: f- I think from free practice on, I didn't get a single shot of you with looking happy in any mm-hmm. remote kind of way, or really, yeah. I don't know. It
0: wasn't a good day. I had it, fun. It was. Yeah, I had a good day. I didn't seem like you had a very good day. No, I did. So, okay, this is interesting. Let me, I'd be curious to see what you're referencing. But I think that that's, to me, the headspace that I don't mind living in on race day. Like, if I'm a little bit pissed off, that's probably good. Because it takes a lot to like piss me off for more than five seconds at a time. And if I can be operating on race day ticked off, for some people, it's not good because they'd make silly mistakes and they would just override. But for me, I need a little something, I think. So, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going
1: to take... I'm gonna take what you just said and pretend that you didn't leave halfway through first qualifier and you didn't leave halfway through the lcq i'm just (laughs) gonna take what you just said and pretend that didn't happen yeah okay so (laughs) let's talk about the morning let's talk about the morning so okay now from my perspective daytona i mean it's daytona right like one i drove i had to fly out of boston for this round and i drove three hours in a blizzard like a real blizzard i actually didn't know if i was going to make my flight and Got to Boston. Of course, it's like the one round Vermont doesn't have weather. Boston does, and that's where I'm flying out of. So drove in a blizzard to Boston, flew out, landed 80 degrees. You guys don't know what you have down there. Just so you know, you don't know what you have down there. It's amazing. I love Florida. Um, Yeah,
0: I know. Flew into Jacksonville, had a not to interrupt. We 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 decided Florida and not Virginia. Dude, you just don't know
1: what you want. So you're gonna so buy a house it's, it's in now,
0: Florida? It's now gone to Florida. Okay, so in June, where are you gonna go? <laughs> Don't know yet. Okay. I yeah. think I think Florida, and I think oh, that maybe. would be a good plan for to get my pilot's license and to just fly from Naples to wherever necessary the fa- to the fa- to the facility. It'd be under an hour flight. It'd be perfect. Huh. Yeah, and yeah, we're near a- Ali's dad, which is important for. Yes. What's Cyber Center?
1: Oh, this is Josh's company. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I'm just doing some shameless Shout advertising out. for Josh.
0: <laughs> yep. He's a big cyber guy. Um, okay. So you got to Boston.
1: Yeah. So we got to Boston and it's just beautiful in Florida. I just went from blizzard to just sunshine and palm trees. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the most fun round of Supercross for me and Dan and driver Jamie and we just like and we'll get to why we'll get to Saturday night when we get there <laughs> but um, which that was my idea by the way I'm super proud of that but we'll talk more about that anywho um, yeah I don't know what happened yeah it was freaking great so we do that and like Daytona is just great so I flew in Thursday which is different usually I fly in like Friday night just for reference I usually fly in Friday night fly out Sunday morning I mean it's it's very quick every weekend. This time I flew in Thursday uh because the flights were so much cheaper. It's Bike Week in Daytona, so it's basically the flights are unbelievably expensive. Um so I flew in a day early out of a weird airport the whole deal. And I got to I got to be at the track all day Friday, which I've never done before. So I got to see press day, didn't even know they were doing a press day. But I got to see press day, which was super fun. Got to t- talk to Jet a little bit that day. Um, accidentally ended up on the track. Daytona, don't hate me. I actually oh. didn't even try to be there, but I randomly walked through a gate, and all of a sudden I was on the dirt, and I was like, well, um, this is fun. So good. got to shoot from the dirt a little bit, which I've also never done before. Not at Supercross anyway. And it was just a good time. So, like, Friday is when the tent blew away for the first time. Mhm. Um, which that's how the video starts, by the way, and it is so funny. Oh, it's I, so I'm funny. excited to see
0: that. Yeah, it Jamie is. was
1: devastated. Oh, I know. I feel so bad he, for Jamie because he was trying so hard to like put it. He was trying. <coughs> Jamie puts. He gives it. He gives it everything. You know, to like make everything perfect. And like, we had that tent like tied to multiple gas cans, a dirt bike, and it all went like the dirt bike went, the gas cans went, like everything went with the tent, (laughs) like it was unreal. So we tried our hardest. Tents are tough, if you guys have a tent company.
0: My advice would be don't get a 10 by 20. For sure, if you're looking to get an easy up, get 10 by 10s and if you need something bigger, just get multiple 10 by 10s. It's too big of a structure Yes, and they're too crappily built we started with a good one it's not like we had a crappy base like we had an expensive good 10 by 20 base and it still just fell apart so if you own a company that makes easy ups that don't fall apart
1: let us know let us know that would be massively helpful but um yeah it was just super fun it was fun we all went to dinner friday night that was my first team dinner i think ever other than gillette what yeah dude team G- dinners are Great. I don't know if you remember, but last year I flew in at midnight almost every single round because with my airport because I live in a small town, it's either butt crack of dawn or late at night when you're leaving. Um, so I'd always take the late night flights so I wouldn't miss a whole day. But now this year I'm booked on all the early flights to try to avoid that issue. So like India, I land at like 3 p.m., which I'm very excited oh, for. Nice. But um, but yeah, we went, did team dinner. What else did we do? Nothing. Nothing. We got to sleep before Saturday, which I've also never done before. Um,
0: But yeah, Saturday was interesting, to say the least. Okay, so let me take you guys through it, I guess. Let me me go to the beginning. Uh, Saturday morning, found Will Call okay. That's that's usually impossible to find at Daytona. Got everybody passes. We had fan experience people there hanging out. Uh, Jason and his son, Jace. And then we had Matt and I can't remember Matt's girlfriend's or wife's first name and that's yeah, you very rude of
1: me. You definitely walked yourself into a disaster starting with names. Well,
0: but. I was trying to be polite, but now I'm just making myself look rude. So we had the four of them hanging out. So that was cool. Got them their passes early. Track was the same, which was... Yep uh never in the history of me racing supercross have we had a same a repeat track never mind a repeat track back to back years now there were some things that were changed but barely no it was barely it was i will say though it's a good track it's, it's very fun. good produces it's good f- races yeah yeah and it's fun as heck so it's like yeah i i actually didn't mind that at all i thought it was i thought it was cool and monstrous whoops so that benefited me, even though, spoiler alert, I had a fork that, w- forks that weren't working and qualifying. I was still fast because I was one of the, f- probably the only guy in B group skimming the whoops or one of maybe two guys. And then I'm sure I was better than most of the guys in A group in the whoops as well. Um, so that was cool. Free practice. What happened in free practice? I think I felt great and everything went well. Everything was was, free practice. And the bike, the bike was still fine. Mm -hmm. Then went out for qualifier number one. And literally they they wave the green flag. I take off. And as I'm turning left in the first turn, going slow, go in second gear, just rolling, I'm like, "Mm, something's not right. Hit the first jump like just doubled and I'm like, oh, something's really not right. So I, I immediately pull into the mechanics area and Jack Chambers mechanic, sees me pulling in and checks my front tire, which is funny because that's what I thought it was. I thought for sure it was a flat front and he somehow knew I was thinking the same thing, checks the checks the front, it's not flat. And I'm like, oh boy, that means there's something, something's going on with my forks. I don't know what. So I can't remember if right then and then, right then and there, Dan took the screwdriver and started trying to adjust compression on the forks to see if we could fix it even though I knew that wasn't the problem I think he went four stiffer with the forks uh, and then I start riding and I, I'm just like oh my god the, the, everything is bound up it's like my suspension doesn't feel stiff doesn't feel soft it's like it's literally just not working in the front and it was making it so difficult to turn every time I would jump the front end with like go out on me, hitting the whoops was terrifying. I had to lean back way further than normal just to make sure it was all shock and no forks going through the whoops. Still somehow qualified. Oh wait, no, that was first time qualifier? Is that the one I pulled off? That was free. Are we talking? Yes. That was first qualifier. Yes. You- so we got a red flag in
1: first qualifier. Well, actually okay. in both qualifiers and
0: you popped the bike on a stand.
1: And okay, pop to the town. bike
0: on the stand, and then he's trying to just look at it, see if anything's wrong. The front wheel is spinning fine. It's not like sometimes when you spin the front wheel and it's got like that wonky kind of, maybe your front brake rotor's bent, and that can cause a weird feeling to the front end, especially in Supercross, when you just can feel everything. You yeah. have a clump of sand in the chain in the wrong spot, you can feel it. It's not like outdoors where you're just kind of blasting through whatever, and you don't notice as much. So we put the bike on the stand, and he doesn't there's nothing to find and i'm just like at this point i'm like okay well just so I'll, I'll go try to do a lap and then after that lap i'll just pull off and and call it so i think that's what i did my lap was horrible i might have even crashed trying yeah. to do another lap after that no i don't think you did a lap you went back out you went back out
1: crashed in the because i just watched the footage you crashed in the sand yeah. on the first lap and then went from the
0: sand to the mechanic
1: area, but or, I still
0: got a twenty-two. I still qualified twenty-second out of that one somehow. Yeah, somehow. somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how because I don't remember doing a lap in that one. Yeah, I honestly think one lap I just skimmed the whoops and kind of breezed the, the rest of the track, and that got me twenty-second, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, pull off early, and I'm pretty furious at this point, but more so furious because we had just switched the suspension. That, those forks just came off my practice bike, and I'm like, oh, what, the, what could possibly be wrong with these things? They are fine in free practice, and immediately I'm like, oh, wow, the, the day's going to be toast because we're not going to have a way to fix these. So there's not enough time in between first time qualifier and second. So then I go back out for second time qualifier. At this point, what did we try? He loosened up everything so on the front end.
1: We retorked everything, but also we pulled the whole shot device off and put a new one on
0: and put a different front wheel on with a different front brake rotor and different front brake pads. So basically assessed every other issue with the front end, which I think was the right first step. Then at that point, it's like, okay, if this doesn't fix it, then we know something internal is going on because we've done everything else. So I go out there and second time qualifier, immediately know something's wrong, got another red cross flag or another red flag, and it restarts. So we go back to the start straight after three minutes or whatever it was, and I'm like, well, just furious again because I'm like, all right, still an issue, and I'm f- the, the frustrating part is that I'm feeling good, like I'm just ready to go, and I could like I felt like I could ride, could have ridden that track really fast, and to just have a bike that wasn't working, I'm like, oh come on, what the heck? So I get a lap that's okay, based on how the what the bike was, I think qualified seventeenth,
1: yes, sixteenth, seventeenth, right? something like that.
0: Yeah, again, not fast by any means. So I guess that's good news. Felt good about it f- for my sake. But then the, the scramble begins of like, how are we gonna fix this thing? I go over to Honda, I ask Chris Hymas, uh, Chance's dad, what his recommendation would be, like kind of alluding to, hey, is there anybody at Honda maybe that can pull these things apart? Or he goes, well, there's definitely nobody over here that has time on a day like today. He goes, but it's, Amateur day tomorrow and the next day Daytona, he goes, "I know Factory Connection is here. So see if you can get in touch with Factory Connection or go find them in the pits in the amateur pits, they've got to be here." So I hop on driver Jamie's RL450, just start driving around Daytona in the infield. Stumble upon Factory Connection, didn't recognize either the, the guys that were in there, but thank you guys if you're listening to this. They immediately recognized who I was and I was just like, "All right, bit of a panic situation we have until this time. I need these I, I need to ha- like have you guys go inside my forks and figure out what's wrong. They're like, all right, bring them over as fast as you can. Get back to the pits, which took me 35 minutes to get back to the pits because I got lost. And then Tyler Steppich's there waiting for us. And immediately I, I go, Tyler, like I just put Tyler into action right away. I'm like, Tyler, can you go run my forks over to factory connection? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So mechanic Dan gets them off, run them over. They got them done quick. They got them done really quick, and it turns out, do you remember the specific, like the intel that we got back from them? All I heard was that the oil was dirty. I heard that there was there was some part at the top that they replaced, but I don't remember hearing what exactly was wrong, if anything, because that we, we, the problem is I haven't spoken to anybody. I got that relayed information from Tyler Right. Which isn't a good source. (laughs) No offense. No offense, Tyler. (laughs) And yeah, something about a part being changed that was on the top part of the forks once you got inside and the oil was like toast. The oil was horrible. So my, and what's odd is that those forks are not that old. They probably have less than eight hours, easily gotta have less than eight hours on them, maybe less than five. My only theory is that with me running the suspension as soft as I am, really probably theoretically just too soft for supercross maybe those forks are just taking an absolute beating and i just am blowing them out quickly i don't know maybe all i know is now i get this new setup on my bike and it's heat race time so that's scary (laughs) not and i i will i will say i did a good job of not stressing about that i was like all right when i turn when i get around the first turn i'm gonna know right away if these things are fixed or not and then we'll go from there Get a decent start in the heat, I stopped using, I did a test run in my last qualifying start to not use the whole shot button, the ECU button for, for the get ignition and just go back to old school, like just doing it myself. And I got the whole shot in the last time qualifier. I'm like, oh, okay, that worked. And it felt like a perfect start and it felt like something I could replicate every time. So I'm like, all right, that gave me confidence in my starts, immediately turned left, click neutral, almost get killed. Did you see me do that? That was in the qualifier, I thought. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm backing up my story now. That did now. happen. Uh, uh, yep, almost got killed at, to the point where, when we got restarted and lined back up again, I like looked around, everybody on the line, I'm like, thanks for not killing me, guys. Sorry about that. And Heat Race got a good start for what it was, like for considering I didn't have the best gate pick. Really good start coming out of the gate. I, so at that this point, I'm like very confident about my starts, which is nice. And I rode well in the heat. I got 12th. I didn't ride spectacular necessarily, but I think I rode pretty well. The guys in front of me rode solid. My lap times were good. You showed me that my fastest time came on the last lap, which at Daytona is not easy to do because even a heat race, that's tiring. A heat race at Daytona, is, it, that's a lot of work. It just feels like you're out there for a long time. Uh, so I was happy with that, and the bike was back to normal, thank goodness. And so that gives me a good gate pick in the LCQ. I'm lined up right to the left of Talon Hawkins, I think his name is, on the Husky. And perfect start in the LCQ. I let off early so that I could keep to the inside and stay to the left side in the rhythm. In hindsight, definitely could have stayed on the gas longer and just controlled and had the start instead of being in third. But it was good enough, or so I thought. Then stuck stuck to the left side in the rhythm so that I could be in the inside and in turn two, and I positioned myself as far in towards that tough block, that red tough block on the entry as I possibly could to make sure that nobody could get inside of me, and then I just got completely annihilated. But what I will say is that watching the footage back that Ryan got, Dr. Irresistible got a good video from up in the stands on the other side, I think with his phone, I cut down. Did you watch that video back? Could you tell that I cut down? I mean, sure. A little bit. I didn't cut down a ton, but I cut down enough to where I put that I put that on myself. Fi- at least 50%. Which is frustrating because I know better, but then again in the moment, like I wouldn't have made that decision ignorantly. Like I I there was thought into what I did, and I think the thought that I had two things. One, I thought that going all the way left and maybe cam for the sake of this clip maybe you could just overlay this video or something I I put my foot peg all the way to the left of the tough block so the first thought was okay I am completely protecting my inside there's no way somebody's getting to the inside of me and then thought two was there was three guys deep in that corner from the midway point up in the berm so I think I just was like nervous about that and I just cut down a little bit to stay away from that whole mess thinking they would all kind of fall on top of each other so I was just not in. it was a bad spot to be ultimately got slammed by broswell i think that's how you say his last name caden broswell just slammed kept it up on two wheels nicely got passed by maybe four people when that happened and then coming into turn two and you can see it in this video as well i see an opening on the right side of everybody going into the sand in that rough bumpy section and i pin it like you can see me literally just get on the gas when everybody else is getting on the brakes which i'm proud of getting aggressive like that but simultaneously when I made the decision to get on the gas and pin it number 170 Simonson decided that he was getting impatient with not didn't want to wait in the inside line anymore and then swerves to go to the outside and I lock bars with him, and then when we lock bars I just lawn dart myself straight off the track so now I've gone from third and turn two to now second to last and I'm just fired up. I passed three guys immediately as soon as I get back into the sand. James, Somebody told me I caught back up to ninth. So I got all the way back up to ninth, which I didn't realize that. That's a mm-hmm. lot of guys. I passed, that's 10 guys that I passed. So that's good. And then got hit one more time. And when I got hit again, I was like, F this, I'm, I'm pulling off. And I pulled off and I was done. I just had had enough. I knew it was the end of the race. I knew I was far back. And I was like, how many dangerous things can happen in one race? And I was just, I was over it and I just pulled off. So maybe you didn't have to pull off. Uh, Definitely not a good learning lesson necessarily for other people, but. At the same time. I'm out there with a different purpose than everybody else. And it's like when I recognize that it's getting to a point of. Why am I out here? It was like, there was so much motivation. And then when I got hit that one final time, I was like, Sc- screw this. And I just, I, I lost all desire to be out on that track. I don't know. It was, that so, but with that aside, I've, I wrote, I've been, I'm riding really well right now, which is good. I feel extremely comfortable on the bike. And I, I had some aggression like some pretty good most aggression I've had all season. I wouldn't even consider like what I did at Houston in that LCQ super aggression. That was more so like I was just better than the guys around me and I was going by them at Daytona. I started to have more aggression like for not forcing passes, but definitely like making passes happen, uh, riding the track a bit harder. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was, I was pleased. I know I didn't seem it maybe, but I was, I was pleased with that day. Because the end result doesn't really matter at the races necessarily. It's more of like how I feel about how the process of the day went. And I think it went well. Any other race, if I have that suspension problem, I'm done for the day because we're not getting it fixed. The chance that Factory Connection was even there to get me through the rest of the day was we were lucky for that. Right. So do you think it's good now? Yeah. Like we're good to go into the next round, which is scary. Because it's like what could have you I know. Have no idea. I need to I need to call Steve Ross tomorrow and and ask what what intel he got back from those guys, if any, what he thinks that could have been. Because yeah, that's that's a little scary. That stuff was fresh. I mean that stuff was done. I rode it on my practice bike for a week and a half, two weeks, and then we slapped that on the race bike. So that's why we put it on the race bike for this weekend, is because it was more fresh than the stuff that we took off the race bike or so we thought. Yeah,
1: I definitely want to. I don't want to see us get to Indy and then you'd be like, there's something wrong with the forks. I know. <laughs> so I let's, know. Let's make sure they're right. Like, uh, yeah. Tomorrow we do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird day. It was a weird day. I mean, it felt like there was. A little less normalcy. Normal, normalcy. Nor- how do you say that? Um, Yeah, normalcy. Then in in what our other rounds, for some reason.
0: Well, have you been to Daytona before? Yes. Okay. Both years, I think. Daytona, Daytona always feels that way.
1: Yeah, no, but that's not really what I mean. Like, obviously, it feels different, but the vibe of our pit specifically didn't feel as fun as it normally does, and yeah, I, you know why?
0: Sorry to interrupt. I. I think that honestly the issue in the front end created a little more panic than it needed to I I think it could have been an well we had that and then I forgot so after oh I totally forgot about this free practice I was not pleased at all totally forgot because Michael Byrne and everybody at Honda told me to put a paddle tire on Hunter and Chance, not Sexton, I don't think, but Hunter and Chance rode a paddle tire all day, all day and all night. Stuck with it the whole time. Oh, wow. Which is crazy because I rode with it in free practice and immediately after the first lap was like, well, this was a mistake. And immediately knew it was wrong. Also, we had to switch from the 51 rear sprocket to a 50. And then I think I wanted a couple clicks different in the suspension based on what it felt like in the free practice that caused a bit too much of a frenzy i feel like that should have just been a tire change i i think i i don't know i mean it it seemed like that took an hour and a half to to get that situation dialed and there was too many people involved in that one thing and it created like a hectic energy and then then I go off for the next one, and then we have a real problem. Like, that was just a simple change. Then we have a real problem with the forks being broken. Uh, and I wasn't really getting offered many solutions, to be quite honest. So, Well, I mean, to uh, be fair, they checked
1: everything, and it was all fine right? until they ripped the forks apart, right? So, I mean, what can you do, really? Um, but I think my perspective of the day was to me, it just felt like we forgot what we were doing. Like, we're not there to win a main event. You know, if we make a main, great. If we don't, well, you know, and I I think we lost sight of that. I think we, for some reason, had the perspective. And this is just what it felt like to me. I think we all kind of went in with the perspective of we're making the main. And then when things started to go wrong for the day, we're like, oh, are we not going to make the main? And then all of a sudden, the main is the point when
0: it's not really the point. Like, that's not oh, why we're there. See, I, I, didn't, I didn't have that that vibe or that feeling at all. You were getting that feeling, though? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like... Oh, yeah. I, I've had that feeling many a times, many a times. But I did not have that at Daytona. Mm. Um at all I just want to maximize how I felt and how much also how much work I put in this week like the week before Daytona was almost probably the hardest that I had worked just because I was riding a rough gnarly beat up Daytona style track and I was just like so prepared that um in a good way I was just ready to I was just ready to go but no I don't even like when I don't like when anybody mentions main event to be honest that's not the goal it's not the target that's none of the above like if that happens it's that's fine that's great first of all I think I'm way more capable than just making a main event but also if I don't make the main event doesn't matter obviously Um, well okay but those okay (laughs) what you just said
1: by the preparation tells me that we wanted to make the main event (laughs) you know so like I don't know. D- to me, it just felt like we lost sight of the fact that the, we're there for the people and we're there for content. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and that was just the vibe that I was picking up on is, is we were all kind of like, like even we had, like we all had like a little team meeting thing that we've never done before. And the whole conversation was about making the main and I'm, and then like at the end we're like, or we could just go have fun. <laughs> right. And then the whole day was like well i'm not performing and qualifying i'm not performing in main or or in heat race and i'm like it doesn't matter who cares like we rode 12th in the heat race and it was sick like you reeled in like 10 and 11 by a major margin i would love to see what the margin was in the sand in the last (laughs) lap in the sand like it was sick yeah, and cool. like it just felt like a normal day we would have come off the track stoked but we were all kind of bumming because we didn't make it straight in and I'm like who cares you mm-hmm. know what I mean but whatever
0: yeah yeah I I can understand that perspective um, it was still fun though Daytona yeah, was yeah but also sweet. at the same time no it's just hard it's hard, very very freaking hard to juggle it all I think I think driver Jamie got a bit just Distracted on the day for sure. Like, I I need to make sure I place driver Jamie in a position of like forward facing, helping with the fan engagement. I know he wants to be involved with the bike, but I think I think he needs to be more involved with helping me engage the fans. Uh, that more than anything, because then I I ended up out front doing my fan stuff and was out there for what felt like forever, to the point where when they shut down the pits for the fans to be in there, I'm like, oh my God, I gotta go race now. I was like feeling like exhausted, but uh, that's like the important part is making sure that we're hanging out with those people. I think it was a good idea for us to have the two stroke out front that, that naturally just brought a lot of people, sucked them into that area, which is good. But yeah it's just so hard to juggle it because it's like I am spending so much of my time training and getting prepared to ride well. So Mm. what percentage of my focus is on that during the day? But then also I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to have all these employees and team around me to have the best content. How much energy should be spent on that in one day? And then you also have the third factor, which is the live audience on the day and making sure that I'm engaging with the fans that are physically there on the day of how much percentage do I put into that? I think we maybe have to just have more team discussions on like how exactly I optimize all of that time in the smartest way, because each race that we've done has felt very different in that, like some races, we were very focused this way, this direction the other races. We were completely focused going the other direction. And I think it just needs to be a a planned out percentage of all three of those things, or the opposite. Okay. So so hear me out.
1: You you've told me a million times you train with Jet and Hunter. You want to do it again next year because it's fun, right? The you we know when the fans come in. There's a set time. It's noon to six every day. You know, like I, I. I would almost say we just need to be in the moment and enjoy it. I mean, our best rounds have been when we're not trying to compartmentalize each and everything. Like we just go with the flow and it's a blast, you know, because it reflects highly in the videos, too. Like Mm -hmm. we get the best content when we're just like going with the flow, having fun. You know, It's, it's when we try to say okay we need to have this ad and we need to shoot it then and all this stuff that's when things get kind of jumbled up and it becomes like eh right like I don't know my perspective is I think like we know how the day goes it's the same every weekend right like the schedule's the same anyway except for a couple but you get the drift of like I'm, we know what's coming we just need to be in the moment and enjoy it like we know when the fans are there we know when we got to go race like we'll just one thing into the next um like the content's gonna get done. Right. I mean, as long as I don't get snowed in again, the content's gonna get done. Um the racing's gonna happen at 6 30. Like, I don't know. I think I think I just I know from our experience, like the best rounds have been when we're just like there, you know? Um like I think of Houston, right? Like Houston we had a hiccup in do I wanna race anymore? <laughs> after after Small like hiccup. One of the qualifiers. Small hiccup. But then when the night show started, we were just having fun. And it like it all worked out. Dallas was the same way. We just had fun and it all worked out. And for some reason, Daytona didn't... D- Daytona felt different. I don't know. It was, it was weird. I mean, it was still hmm. fun. Okay. But, dude, I have, well, like, like I have this shot of you. I was following you and you were walking down to the gate. And it's just like Daytona s- Speedway just epic grandstands, the lights, the fireworks, and you're just walking there. And I'm like, we can't forget like what we're doing. This is the coolest crap ever. Like you're walking with a helm in your hand to go race Daytona. You know how freaking cool that is? It doesn't matter what happens
0: out there. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just a I had a, a good moment on the, on the start of the LCQ. I don't know if there was a song playing or what, but it made me, I was looking up at the crowd and, and looking around. And I just had like a real, just thought, I just had like a moment of gratitude for 10, 15 seconds and it completely changed the way that I felt sitting on the line in a very, very good way. So I want to almost intentionally do that more often when I get on the gate. Like there's a lot of times I I go through the race day and I don't even look up in the crowd to like take it in for a second. It's crazy. So what does that look like though? Like what does that moment of gratitude look like? uh just like this one specifically i think i actually thought of like little aj thinking how cool that this would be and i was like all right i know i've been here 11 times this is probably my 11th year at daytona supercross but imagine like little aj would have never thought that he'd be lined up on in daytona supercross like that's insane I never thought I'd be even seeing Daytona Supercross, so, and I'm still little cam, so. (laughs) And you can't get jaded. It doesn't matter how fast I should be going or how good I am at riding, and none of that matters. So, like, that pulls away from your perspective of actually enjoying it. But that's hard, too, because the more you ride and the harder you train, then all of a sudden you're, it is very difficult to not allow the expectations to go up with that. Dude, think about, like, the dudes fighting for championships and how that battle is for them, bro. Like, when you... They're not there's having no those other moments option. of gratitude on the start line. They're what? They're not having those moments of gratitude on the start line, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, but think about... Isn't that... That's actually crazy to think about, where it's like...
1: Like, when they have no other option... Like, can you
0: imagine, like, the thought process of... Wow, that's crazy, actually. It's insane. And the more I think about it, and the more your boy just becomes an avid reader, just reading these books, it's all, everything I'm reading is about mindset. And right now I'm reading a book called Think Like a Monk. And it just talks about, uh, the last chapter I read was fear. And basically like how to break down your fear to where its root is. Like the they're finding out what the root of any of your fears are the the idea with that is that usually the root of your fear would be be something insignificant right Mm -hmm. and i think i've talked about this with you many times what i'm realizing and appreciating now is like whoa this sport is crazy because there is you cannot break down the root of that fear it just doesn't work that way because the root of the f- most of the fears is like oh i could get myself killed and it's like okay well break break that that down oh yeah i can actually get killed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so and then you compound the top guys that's their only thing they don't have a business that's you know going to be their future they are in the running for a championship and on top of that oh you know what made me think of it i was listening to a podcast with Did I tell you the story yet? I was listening to a podcast with Kobe Bryant. Okay. And Jay Shetty, who's the person that wrote the book that I'm reading now. And Kobe was talking about breaking down and getting to the root of of his fear. And he described what it felt like to go do a follow shot. And he's like, what when you break down that fear what ultimately is what's the fear that you're going to be hum- humiliated that you missed the shot that you're going to let down your team like what is the real fear and he goes it's not a, that's not a real fear there's there's, that's nothing and yeah as he as he said that i'm like man i wish it were that easy for the sport of motocross the the, the fact of the matter is that it's just not well supercross especially because you're navigating a track that is just a living thing that will like reach up and grab you at any at any second especially daytona yeah holy cow yeah is the dirt that
1: different at daytona than normal
0: yeah it's it's the weirdest dirt ever it's like this dark sand that has the hardest base of all time and the top layer and the base none of it has traction and when it gets dark you can't see it (laughs) Mm. i don't know if you notice but like I you can't see that track when you're riding. You can't see where the small little ruts or bumps are. Like you just are kind of guessing a little bit, mm. which is extra scary. Yeah, it's kind of like when I did the the night the the, the special force training stuff, and we did it with the night vision goggles on, and I could just see just enough to know I wasn't going to hit a tree. But I'm like, I can't see any of the rocks, any of the roots. I'm just sort of like carrying momentum and hope I don't get myself killed. That's kind of like what Daytona is when the lights go on.
1: Yeah, that's what a lot of people were
0: saying after yesterday um, was that you just can't see anything, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just a normal thing, especially as you get older too. Like my vision's probably still very good, but it's not as good as it was eight years ago, I'm sure. Yeah. And I just noticed it more, but- What a fun race though. Let's see. What else? Yeah, good good cool convers- gear. Yeah, that gear is sick, huh? Yep. The blue look really good with the Honda, I think. The boots look cool with it, I think. The goggles look great with it. Kenny's good at matching all that stuff, and he puts a lot of thought into it, too. Like, he will always match my goggle with what I'm wearing. I love the white gloves. There's something about the white gloves that makes, like, my hand work on the bike and the way I hold the grips look really cool, I feel like. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm pleased with the setup. I like that gear. If I was gonna go
1: buy gear, I'd buy that gear.
0: Yeah, it looks cool. It just looks, yep.
1: just looks great. Um, yeah, good race though. Daytona's fun. Daytona's fun. I think Daytona. I, mm, I'm not even gonna say that, but Daytona's fun. Were you gonna say it's your favorite one? No, I was gonna say it's overhyped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but it is fun. Yeah, it, it's like it. Yeah. I mean, it's the midpoint of the season, which isn't that crazy? Halfway through.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of Time freaking flies. I tell you what, though. I'm excited for the ones coming up. Yeah. Indy, the Detroit, The ones coming Atlanta. up are all of my favorite. So. Yeah. Indy is not going to be your
1: favorite when you get there. I looked at the forecast. Oh. Uh, don't even. What is it? Do you want to know? Is it rain or snow or sleet or uh, cold weather? What is it? No precipitation necessarily, but we got a high of 40. Low of 25. Which means it'll be 25 in the morning. Which means we're going to be huddled up in that van because we're pitted outside. Aren't we? No, we can go down in the tunnel. Or we could but then we don't get fans. What did we do last year? We stayed out and it rained and it sucked. Yeah, we were outside and it was rainy and cold and
0: there were like no fans, because it was rainy and it was cold. Oh, I, I I, mean, if it's cold, let's go down in that tunnel. I know it sucks to lug everything in there, but... Well, that, it's more about, like, not being able to... Because the fans can't go down there. So maybe what we do then, if that's the case, then maybe we've come up with a good strategy to be up in the, in the concourse doing something, right?
1: Oh, okay.
0: I don't know. I could form a freaking impromptu... Autograph line up there if I wanted to. We There's should no, see if we can else's... take over one of the donut stands. Oh yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be hilarious? We're just That's selling not a Jets bad idea. donuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Oh, call Jacob. Um, I bet we could make something fun happen. Yeah, we'll think about that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, cool. it's a cold one,
0: um, which is yeah, above. I think that'd be a cool way to get do some fan activation just up there. Activation. I don't know. Maybe we could. Yeah, just just bring the ojo bag filled with merch and just start selling stuff up in the concourse um, illegally they would love that (laughs) Um, yeah no but we could that would be kind of a fun way to do it
1: just like put it out there say from like this time to this time we'll be at section 130 you know yeah yeah or 330 that would be even better
0: but anyway that would be way up high so um, alright you heard it here first section 330 Dude, that's going to be cross. way up there. We're not doing 330. We'll do 130. Ah, okay. oh, fine.
1: 330. Really? Like, how do you know? Because it's a stadium. They're all the same. <laughs> uh,
0: 330 means works. level
1: three. <laughs> anyway, uh. um, yeah, we'll figure something out. But I don't know what to th- So we have Indy, then we have Detroit, then we have. I go to Seattle. You have two weeks off. So I go to Seattle, then we have a week off. Then we do Atlanta,
0: Ooh. New Jersey. Yeah, I think I move in those two weeks off. Don't know where yet. Mm. Now uh, Florida apparently now. Okay. Well, we'll which see. I'm in Florida.
1: We'll see how so that goes in a week.
0: That makes life easier. Uh um, Yeah, that very well next podcast could change to some other state or country, but as of now it we've decided Florida for the sake of it being close to uh Nope, can't say that publicly. Family. I for, I forget that this not yeah, family. And then that's something I just bought, but I need to be closer to that. I just don't think Virginia makes as much sense right now.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, did you watch the races? Please tell me you did. I, I watched the main events. Okay, good, because they were great. They were great. You were gone <laughs> by the time oh, yeah. the two fifty
0: main started. Wait, wait. Can we before we talk about that? What? Can we talk about what you did after the race? Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, so no, no, let's go in order.
1: Okay, because it'll make sense. It'll make sense because I actually have a video. I sent it to the group chat because we have a Moto Academy group chat and nobody said anything about it. And it is the funniest video I have on my phone currently. Um, But we'll, okay, so main events. Should we just skip to the video? Because now I have to. Yeah, I can see the video. We need to talk about I responded to the video. We should talk about the mains though. But dude literally Dan is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life (laughs) mechanic Dan just has these outbursts of emotion because he's a very like chill dude you know chill guy he's kind of going with the flow all the time and then he'll just have these moments of either extreme excitement or something else I don't know what it is but it's so funny anywho last year it's so funny because in the broadcast they were talking about this as if it was planned okay which it there's no way last year everyone hopped the fence and stormed the track oh yeah okay I remember that okay and last year everyone was like what was going on I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly which I probably don't so don't come after me if I remember correctly no like they didn't show it on the broadcast because I'm pretty sure it wasn't supposed to happen And Uh. what was funny about this year is everyone did the same thing. And when I say I I, probably like 20 plus thousand people hop this fence and storm the track. Okay, bikes are still on the track (laughs) when this happened this year. It was insane. It was insane. So but this year they showed it. They showed it racing on the track. I'll get to that. They showed it on the broadcast and like. They were like, oh, like it's so fun that with Daytona, like the fans can come to the podium. I don't think they were supposed to be there because there's videos of everyone just hopping the fence to jump onto the track and they just (laughs) mowed the fence down. Like I'm pretty sure Racer X has a video of them just mowing the fence down. Oh my God. It is like becoming the best, like my favorite tradition of the year. And (laughs) it's after the 450 main, the bikes are still going through like the little tunnel and there's like Mm -hmm. people, just flooding the track to get to the podium because of course of course the podiums on the other side of the track Jeez, yeah, and It started to happen So I started filming on my phone, and we just need to watch this video We just oh, like, so
0: I haven't seen this video yet. Though. Oh, really?
1: Well, I put it in no. the group chat, dude
0: I never saw it. I only saw the one of him in the ocean. I didn't see the other one. Oh Yeah, no, okay, so this is
1: <laughs> This I'm is excited now. This is unbelievable. Just listen to Dan, if you can. You need to listen to what Dan says, because it's so funny. I
0: Whoa. Go, 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 go! This guy's got a fucking tough block. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling a Put it back! <laughs> He's got a tough block. What He's a fuck? worker. He's a worker.
1: <laughs> can you believe that,
0: dude? Wow! This, this guy's, guy's got, got a tough block. Just up on his shoulder, just,
1: just like. <laughs> but I'll play the rest of the video this time. Like so many go, people. Go, go
0: go 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 go! This guy's got a fucking tough block. <laughs> <laughs> Are you stealing a pylon! Put it back! He's got a tough block. <laughs> oh blister? my what
1: gosh! Blister? And like, Put but dude, just back. they flooded. Whoa. the podium oh. and what's crazy is let me get this video real quick there's another tough block dude they, <laughs> like they all start <laughs> running and then this guy with a tough block just <laughs> motors by dude oh it's so <laughs> funny like that is great um
0: the- hang on let wow me, dude like i'm I, surprised that they allowed that to happen that many people What? how do you stop what are you gonna do? Yeah, I guess. I mean, and now that like, it's happened twice in a row, that's gonna always happen.
1: Oh, hundred percent. Look at this photo. Okay, look at this photo. Like this Whoa. goes on forever. Like all the way to the other side of the track, there's people down there. Holy I mean, crap! And all the way to the other, uh, to the left side of the track. I mean, there there was more than twenty thousand people on the track. It was insane. And literally, Jeez. when they started running out, there were bikes, like, going across the finish line. <laughs> like, oh, it was so funny. And on the broadcasts, they're like, oh, it's so great that the fans get to be at the podium. I'm like, they weren't
0: supposed to be there. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, maybe they were, but I it didn't look like they were
0: supposed to be doing that. You uh, know? No, I don't think so. I mean, Oh, dude, it was that so funny. That definitely seems like a bit of a liability.
1: <laughs> this guy's got a oh. tough block.
0: Okay, so that was <laughs> yeah, a riot, yeah, right?
1: A... So, like, yeah, so you left. You had to drive home. And then all of us watched the main, the 250 main, dude, the crowd was going wild because so many people just wadded up, you know? Oh. And then, yes, and for Deegan, they, they were going crazy for Deegan. And of course, 450 main, they went crazy for Eli again, seven dang times. What a beast. So we're all, we're all on cloud nine. And Daytona, just for, for those who don't know, Daytona is known for being impossible to leave. Right. So the way it works is you have Saturday's race day with the pro guys. Sunday is amateur day. So there's like a ton of amateur kids in the infield campers, people who are going to be there the whole weekend. It's a nightmare to get out of there. And we breezed on out for the most part. Yeah, we kind of went to the wrong gate at first, but like we've we just drove out right out. Wow, that never happens. No, it usually takes like like last year. I think it took us like over an hour. Oh, yeah. And we were out in probably 25, 30 minutes, which was awesome. Wow. So we get out of there, and of course, it's just chaos. I mean, it's like Loretta's in there. Like the pits are just like unreal. Um, but we get out, and then we run into the same problem we have every single week, which is food. Okay. So, like, we're <laughs> leaving at 11 o'clock at night, right? Nothing's open. At 11 o'clock at night and we're looking around for food and Jamie didn't want Waffle House because Waffle House did him dirty last time we had it and fair nothing's open and it's Daytona right like it's Daytona first night of bike week and nothing's open we couldn't believe it and finally and we wanted to get out of Daytona so we peace out from Daytona we started driving north and we found like a pub okay that said it was open and said it had food. And of course, it's a pub. We're like, there's no way they're going to have the kitchen open. But let's try because it's our only option. And we get there. Sure enough, kitchen's closed. We're like, okay. So we're there, but we're parked on the beach. Okay. <laughs> and we just decided we're walking back from this pub that didn't have any food to go to the car. And we're like, you know what? Let's just go to a gas station. We'll get snacks and go to bed. And... We were just, and we just had a, such a good time during the mains and all this stuff. And it's me, driver Jamie, Jamie's son, and um, mechanic Dan. And I love that I can take credit for this, even though it's illegal, <laughs> but whatever. So we're going to the van and we're walking across the water to get to the van. And I'm like, you know, it'd be legendary if we jumped in the ocean. And once you know, Dan looks at me. He's like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and then, so we, we're all like, Okay, yeah, let's go! So, Dan... (laughs) Dan throws off his shirt, goes in with his shoes on. I kept all my clothes on. I don't know what Jamie did. And, oh my... Okay, so here's the video. It, it, like, dude... Oh, it's so funny. I can't believe we did this, but I love that we did this. Oh, no, dude, this is great! Hang on, (laughs) it gets visible in a second. No way! No! Way. And Dan just has his credential
0: on. Dan's <laughs> <laughs> got
1: his credential on and everything. <laughs> All right, yo, you, you don't have <laughs> He goes scatter.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. But there's a. Credential on is the best part.
1: There's an angle that Sinjin took. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, my computer. There's an angle that Singen took, and I'm telling you, it—I was cried. the water freezing. Yeah, it is freezing. Okay, look at this. Can you see this? Was that driver Jamie? No, no, no. This is uh this is Dan. He just disappears. <laughs> you ready for this?
0: <laughs> oh my god, so anywho, that's, that's so funny.
1: The team, the Moto Academy team, went for a swim in the ocean wow. at Good midnight. For you guys, it was so funny, dude. And I'm also, the weather was so nice, the water was epic. Gosh, it was funny, it was so funny. That That's how we ended Daytona. Yeah, it was that just gave a me blast. FOMO when I saw the,
0: the beach video. I was like, oh, that that's a good way to end the night dude i've just we've never done anything like that (laughs) like we're just that should become tradition at daytona yeah just run into the ocean
1: after yeah yeah oh dude it was i was so just how it happened just how it happened and then we were all scared of like getting caught so we book it to the van
0: we all just like are you not supposed to be in the water at night or what's Uh, Yeah, i think
1: beaches close at dusk i think is how it works i didn't know that okay i didn't know that either So let it be known when I suggested the idea. I didn't know that we weren't supposed to, but But it was, it was wicked fun. Um, but just funny because like it was, what was great is like on our drive to try to get food, we were talking about like the memories we were making and like how crazy it is to just like, we just did Daytona all day and it's like, you know, like we're just making these memories and, and then I'm like, ah, let's jump in the
0: ocean. We all just went and did it. Like... Oh, man. Did you did it get filmed with a camera camera or anything that can be in the vlog or oh, no? no it's just straight iPhone oh. footy.
1: <laughs> I had my phone and then that other video is a snapchat video I mean dude, it was midnight. I thought I was going home. Like I thought we we're going to the hotel Like oh, it was so funny. It was so yeah, funny. that's cool. Anyhow, that's cool uh, Well, do we
0: talk Quickly the races? Yeah, we probably should I mean I need YouTube. Well, on a scale of 1 to 1 to 10, 10 being the most dirty. Well, how do you rate Hunter's pass on mm. Nate Thrasher Oh, that's a great question.
1: Well, so I think it's funny. Not in a mean way. Because like last week in the press conference he was like, "All right, well, if he wants to race like that, then we'll race like that." And Wait, then who said that? Hunter did. Why race like what? What what happened to Hunter? Thrasher took he cross jumped him on the over under and took Hunter out. Oh, but that was a mis- that was definitely a mistake. Okay, either way, okay. it was just kind of oh. funny that it literally just got it just happened the next race the other way around. Yeah, wow. um, which is a bit of a barsha move, but whatever. I don't know. It kind of looked like it kind of looked on purpose, but maybe wasn't meant to be as bad as it was. But then again, it wasn't really that bad. It just happened really early I don't know I don't have a justifiable opinion what do you think
0: oh yeah I'm somewhere in between on it too because I was trying to describe it or justify it to Allie and explain it to Allie because she was so pissed about what happened to me and seeing me get hit like that in the second turn that she's like well, why is it not okay for somebody to hit you like that but it's okay for hunter to hit him like that I'm like oh well that's a good point Um, <laughs> I guess that it's just kind of an alpha move in the sense that like he saw an opening that could have changed his race and put him to the front and i think that in his mindset i just don't think that he cared if it put him on the ground or not you know yeah probably not if i were to guess i I think he just saw the opening and said if he crashes who cares like i'm making this pass either way and i get it shoot i mean if If I'm going for a championship, yeah, I'm probably doing the the same thing. Now, here's what's tough, and I bring this up. You don't want it to be. You don't want it to be dangerous, though. Yeah, but every time we
1: talk about this sort of like dirty passes and stuff, and you know this, people who listen to the podcast have heard me say, "What the what account am I logged into?
0: Why are there so many? Oh my gosh, I'm in the church account.
1: Okay, I'm gonna change that YouTube account. Hang on." (laughs) Um people fans myself included like obviously i have favorite riders and that's really where the emotion comes from of like oh why did you take out hunter or whatever it's because like i like hunter you know um but also like you there's a level of course like there's things there's dirty passes that shouldn't be made and all that stuff but then again like it's easy to forget that these guys are like racing for a
0: butt ton of money did moseman just do his start with his middle two fingers on the clutch yes he did that's weird what a maniac what the heck weird that's not a good way of doing it no it's not um why do you
1: keep replaying the same clip i was (laughs) signing into an account that has premium so i don't have to watch the ad um which you should totally have by the way i'm trying to find the crash that's all just give me some give me some speech until i find it please uh okay, here we go. Oh, it's right there. Uh oh, whoa, whoa.
0: Okay. Here we go. All Let's right. talk about this. So Hunter's in third. Wow. Yeah, I mean
1: I don't know. He it kind of looks like Thrasher cut into him.
0: Well, it's the it? sand. I mean you, you, the, I don't think you're really cutting anywhere. I think you just kinda end up where you end up a little bit. That's yeah, why I, I kind of think it I almost not I just don't think Hunter cared. I don't think fine. he cared, but I don't
1: think he was like going for him.
0: No, necessarily. No, no, no. I don't think so either. I think he was going for the pass Hunches. and he decided he right here when he gets on the gas right there. Holy crap, he was coming in hot. Really? I mean, Hunter's just a beast. Yeah. Think about the he commitment tank, he had. Huh? Think about the commitment he had in the past attempt that he made on Shimoda. It was sort of the same thing. Like that level of commitment right there, that's 100 percent Oh, yeah. No, you're passing him. Right. Whether he misjudged it or not. That's all. I mean, I don't think it was. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you took him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I think the, the takeout was more of a factor of just a slight misjudgment more so than an intentional takeout. I think it was. And I would argue the same exact thing for the Schmota situation in outdoors. I think he expected it to play out slightly different. I think he also was probably couldn't care less if. He did misgauge it by a little bit and it ended up creating contact. Um, yeah, that's just a confident move. Or it's somebody explained it to me as maybe it's not a confident move. It, maybe that's the insecurity a little bit of you know, not having because I guess the question could then be, would Jet have made that same pass? Mm. Or would Jet have waited and just easily passed them somewhere else? I guess that that could be your argument to that situation. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't really I'm obviously Hunter is one of my best friends at Supercross, but I want to look at it objectively. Would Jet have made that same pass? It's a valid question. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh but Hunter won the race and he did it easily, so you can't argue that. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, and yes, of course.
1: I'm biased as well. I like, I like those two. But even when I saw that pass, I was like, meh. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't. It didn't seem like intentional enough to be like I'm trying to hurt you. Like it seemed like I'm trying to pass you. In my opinion, yes, I'm biased. But also like. That's the dude you need to beat. If there's a guy on the track you need to beat, it's Nate Thrasher right now. You know, so it's like... What did Thrasher end up getting? That had to have been a huge point swing. Oh, no. He wadded himself later. What? Did he DNF? No, I don't know if he DNF, but he... I mean, he was was past 15th, I would want to guess. Did my phone die?
0: What's Um, the... He What's hit the points.
1: So he hit hard right in front of the mechanics area. Yeah, I or do not remember. The me- that, no. Okay, look, ready. So this is Thrasher's crash. He jumped in the tough blocks, didn't he? Yeah, yep. he missed. The, that, also, guys, that quad was huge, and every camera angle that Daytona had made it look like a quad. And that quad, like, because we were standing right next to it, literally, in the main events, dude. We were just waiting to see who was going to, like, frame case it. And a bunch of people did. RJ Hampshire
0: frame cased it wicked hard right in front of us. Deegan got close a couple times. 14 points on Anstey. Uh, Anstey, solid. Yeah, the, the difficult part about doing that quad, I never did it. I honestly don't know if I could have with how soft my suspension was. The, the difficult part about that quad was that you would fly into that transition and the takeoff going so fast. And it was a really abrupt transition. So that's why you saw guys jumping off the side of the track is that they you I think James or Carmichael said something about there being some slight ruts on the takeoff of it, which maybe there were grooves. There weren't really deep ruts there necessarily. It's more of a product of like that bike blowing through the suspension strokes so quick. That it deflects one way or the other. It's hard to keep, especially when you're doing it. Like, I I don't know if he sat into that. Can you rewind it quickly? I think he sat into that with a seat balance, too. So that's going to make it even Yeah, the 250 worse. Guys, I
1: think, had to. Yeah, he sat in. Yeah, Yeah, he
0: sat in. So... That's so easy to to get off like just whoa and have the bike go one direction or the other oh, and gosh. going on off there was a big old pain in the neck dude look on the broadcast it doesn't even look like he
1: looks like he falls hard but not that hard but you got to realize he's sl- slapped into that roller going wicked fast yeah like third gear yeah, that angle doesn't a factory make it look bad star Yamaha bike that's fast apparently uh, he was and and the guys were saying because dan and um dan and jamie and all those guys were standing right there i hadn't gotten there yet but they said he was just panic revving like they've never heard before saying i'm gonna hurt get hurt like so the fact that he's not hurt is
0: very impressive i think and good uh that was a fun track like watching these highlights back i like riding that track it was fun Phil?
1: Oh, he oh. fell hard. I didn't even For, remember that yeah. happening. Forgot about that one. A lot
0: of tough black. A lot of tough blacks oh, coming yeah, into Oh, yeah, Jet
1: freaking smoking a joint. Did you see this it, crap? <laughs> what do you mean? Look at him. Just look at what he's doing. And then Lucas gets all mad because he realizes he was on camera when he did it. Wait, why? What was he doing? Watch. <laughs> I don't get it. What was he doing? He was just doing like the, like one of those. <laughs> that was too funny literally when that happened grady texted me was like just pretending to smoke a joint on tv oh my god of course he is (laughs) and so was lucas and then lucas realized they were on tv well oh my gosh the hunter's gear looks sick yeah dude they look great they look great um
0: did the burn his pants up again yeah he's always pulling his pants he had a he had a yeah his gear is really sick Really cool burnout. And I just love how the white gloves look because you can just see like his hands, like a pull in the clutch as he shifts yeah. up. That just looks sick to me. It's amazing shifts again, that- Shifts up again. More He's riders. He's so good at that. It's amazing how does that- he Shifts up again.
1: Yeah. I don't know, he probably practiced to be honest. Did he not practice? I didn't see any
0: burnout practice going on at the dog pound. Interesting. Um, yeah, I see white gloves again on the Honda. I rode a, a, a brand new Honda. <laughs> at the class on monday yesterday Mm -hmm. and i forgot how awesome the bike is like i you just i felt like i looked like sexton when i got on it you just it makes you feel like you have such good technique when you ride that bike i mean the, the 250 as well but the 450 even more so really it's crazy it's just such a fun playful bike to ride yeah i feel like it like i can flick that thing and just toss it around and wheelie things and it's like almost riding a one twenty five. It's it's so playful. I just uh, want to ride four fifties. Four fifties was interesting, and the inter- the thing I found interesting is in the four fifties is that uh, Sexton almost killed Barsha twice, back to back. Yeah. So yeah, Sexton moved over a little bit on him in the air before the Supercross triple, and that was kind of on Chase a little bit. And Barsha's lucky he didn't get killed then. And then Barsha goes off the track and, of course, just pins it next to the triple, like doesn't lose any time, even though he definitely should have lost time there. And then in in the the tight, annoying off-camber switchback section, Chase makes a mistake and then jumps back to the inside. And the, the thing with Barsha is... You have to be careful riding the way Chase was around him, like moving across the track to defend your line, because Barsha will not give way. He will not let off. And neither will Webb, apparently, according to that clip. (laughs) You know, there's certain guys that won't give way. Barsha is absolutely a guy that won't give way. So you have to be careful of that. Chase actually got lucky both of those situations that it didn't take him down also. I know that Chase wants to establish dominance, and he's clearly the faster guy right now. But... It, you you just have to be you have to be careful of that. Yeah, but dude Barcer was riding so Ooh. well Really well. He was riding so these, like podium. The, these guys caliber, were all yeah. ha- hauling butt and he was right there with that lead pack of three Yeah, also I went up to chase after Might have been after free practice because there were there were being in B group there was three things that uh, this section the triple on off being one of them the rhythm after the finish and then there was the at, once you go under the tunnel that little rhythm section before that triple i didn't know what to do and at daytona you can't really see well enough and i wasn't getting any feedback from my team so we couldn't see either uh, yeah i mean you uh, can't see anything so on that track i was like i don't know what to do and so i went over hoping to find hunter or chance and i it was just chase over there so he gave me exactly exactly what he was doing he said if i was on a 250 i would do this so that was super helpful chase and i have been talking more and more at the races as well which is cool but th- he had a shirt off yeah he's the dude is a freaking y- unit he's a he's a monster dude he's a monster he's just it's not like he has like some crazy six-pack or like big pecs or necessarily he just has dude just these crazy muscular arms with like the broadest shoulders and su- like such a big back like the dude is <laughs> the dude is tell me more <laughs> he's
1: big no like, he's legit i i i think i said this to you well like hanging around the, at the honda tent i'm hanging around chase a little bit the dude is just built and it's incredible like from his 250 days till now he's huge Whoa.
0: now yeah compared I, to his I, I never days. realized like when you see him with his jersey on it doesn't look like that yeah he's pretty tall and you could tell he was filled out a little bit but I was like holy crap he's fit I mean when you can I mean his like
1: he's like pastime passion is fitness like he would do that for fun so that helps. You know what I mean? Like, he's actually genuinely passionate about that part of it, which is crazy because yeah. most people just, don't like that part.
0: Sh- just shred city. Dude, he's But he is young. so fun to watch. I mean, watching uh, him in time qualifying just, just navigate that track, it's like, oh my God. I could literally watch him ride all day long. He rides like if he, perfectly. If he had a subscription service where his app was just him, just raw footage of him just riding around the track all day, I would just subscribe and just watch him ride all day long. It just looks
1: so nice. I actually wanted to talk to you about this a little bit. And I saw a shift. I don't know if you would have noticed, or it's not that you would have noticed. I don't know if you would agree with me, but what was the weekend before Dallas, Tampa? No. Yeah. No, it wasn't, was it? I don't know. No, it was Oakland. Oakland, yep. There was like a switch. This is going to be very hard to explain and nobody's going to agree with me, but I'm telling you, it's the truth. So there was a difference between Chase in Oakland and Chase in Dallas. Like he was struggling. He had all those races where he was crashing. Did he crash this race? No, he stalled it, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Good for you, Chase. But in Dallas, and what's so funny is like I was watching him ride in Dallas and I was like, He, from Oakland, it looked like he was riding with perfect technique, right? In Dallas, it looked like he was riding with perfect technique and the bike looked weightless. I don't know how else, how else to explain it. And he looked like that in Daytona too. And what was cool is in the press conference in Dallas, he was like, I just felt better today. Like I just, I fixed a couple things, like felt like I was riding better. And I'm like, it was actually noticeable. And also i just dissect how chase rides because i just like you i just love watching it but it it just looked like the bike didn't weigh anything i don't know how else Mm -hmm. to explain it like oh sick it was just so cool yeah just gentle light
0: (laughs) yeah like finesse i think is the word it it looks like he was just riding with a bunch of finesse. that was smart can you rewind that quick yeah here you go see how chase puts his body into him watch He leans his butt so that way his body checks him instead of his bike kind of hitting him. That was smart. That's crazy. Parsha just I (laughs) almost could have made the pass in the corner after he gets knocked This is weird. What the heck do you do with that?
1: Like, my buddies were pissed at Chase, and I'm like, Chase didn't know he was going to be there.
0: Well, rewind that. No, you hear him coming. Yeah, but like, but then Barsha should have known, like, that he was just got the bike started and he was heading to the inside. So it's kind of like, it, you have to know the rider. You have to know that that's Barsha behind you. You have to know that Barsha's not going to know enough there to to check up, and he's going to go for it. And that's the, that's what that causes. Yeah, you know, Barsha probably would have been on the podium, honestly. I don't know. He was riding really yeah, well. He rode really well, but it's. uh that whoop line was interesting. Dude, Tomac's just a
1: beast. He's just a... He's just... Yeah, complete beast. He's just a beast. I don't even know how else to say it. I mean, I mean he's after... Oh, my God. I I know, dude.
0: He's so good. Like... Yeah, well, I mean, after this season, he'll be the second best Supercross rider of all time behind <laughs> Jeremy McGrath. Wild. Wh- who Who nobody will ever oh, feed on nobody will ever beat or get that many wins is as, as mcgrath that you wouldn't think right you wouldn't so think. that's just too many 72 is too many god yeah. that guy's got to have so much money <laughs> <laughs> probably i mean we've seen the rental cars he drives oh he just wins so much what a legend oh uh, what did they... we need to yeah we need to talk him into being a part of the moto academy wouldn't that be cool you think he'd have interest i don't know maybe his mom told me that he would really you talked to his mother yeah well i've known john and kathy forever that we've i mean just like all of those guys we grew up on 50s all the way through right which is it's weird to see that somebody i grew up with is now that top top three all time in supercross that's that's weird to think about it's
1: i always forget about how good eli is like i forget that what we're watching right now is is history yeah Like yeah wild crazy wild uh well do you want to hit me with a couple of questions maybe uh we could do questions also i just want to say like a quick honorable mention to max anstey in the press conference What? yeah what did he do he's just funny (laughs) <laughs> he, yeah he was like he got asked about the super duper cross um uh-huh. like if he was gonna race it and he goes well i went five five at southwick this summer and made like 1200 bucks and that was not worth it so no, i'm gonna go race world supercross
0: <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so funny yeah max is super nice did he talk forever did he turn the press conference into a podcast again yeah he talked a bunch is that like his thing yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah, what? Anstey will talk and talk and talk forever. Dude, I don't know if but I'll leave this in. He's incredibly, he's really nice. I, I like, Max is, is, and he'll say some funny stuff, too. Did you? Uh, ever, and he's riding incredibly well. Very like well. Like, he's three for four on podiums, right? I think so. That's, that's awesome. Did you, um, do you ever watch the second
1: season of Too Hot to
0: Handle? Yeah, probably, and so, doing some research max I forget though
1: max anstey is in that season and it is i can't unsee it <laughs> it is so funny it's oh my gosh i'll send you a that's clip that's
0: hilarious that you're using a too hot to handle reference
1: dude he looks just like the guy <laughs> he looks just like the guy well, i, I definitely a- lost some brain cells watching that show but i actually didn't even make it all the way through i got
0: I couldn't handle it. If you guys are wondering, I tasked the team to watch Too Hot to Handle for a reason I can't say why.
1: And I don't recommend it to anybody because you will come out on the other side
0: stupider than when you went in. Um, but uh, Max Ancy's uh, in the second stupid. Hit me with some questions, man. All right, let's do it. By the way, speaking of questions, shout out Moto Academy app. It's just the best freaking app in the world, is it not? I find myself just clicking in Scrolling, looking at people's posts. What was cool about after this weekend is there's some guys starting to get into the race season and posting their results from the weekend. Some of some Moto Academy members getting their first wins uh, and thanking Moto Academy and how their focus on the technique has helped. That's just so cool. It's really cool. I find myself just going in there and like looking through uh, the discussion tab and just seeing what everybody's posting and what they're chatting about bunch of people syncing up with each other and meeting new friends out in their area to go riding which is cool um, and there, every single morning responding to direct messages where I'm analyzing people's riding footage so giving them one-on-one lesson inside of the app it's flipping awesome we just dropped a how to scrub masterclass inside of the app as well a couple days ago so everybody wants to know how to scrub we did a five video series on that so if you're listening to this, especially if you're an hour and a half in and you're not a part of the Moto Academy, well, for being in an hour and a half in, I'm going to give you a promo code, MOTOFREE, to get the first month for free. Go try it. Use code Free. club.themotoacademy.com, or just go to the Google Play Store, go to the Apple Store, and download the app. If you're in the app, write a review. Give us five stars or however many stars you can give us and thank you guys for being early adopters i can still i still consider it early early days but it's growing it's ramping up we've been slinging some limited edition merch at the classes uh just moto academy is in freaking full swing if you guys want to send in your videos as cam is still trying to find one did you find it no something else is happening right now oh i got i got Uh, videos
1: Okay. Uh everything good? Well, I just I oh. <laughs> I I'm having graphics done for my bike. Yeah. Okay. And just they disregarded everything I said to do and uh, like didn't that. even use the logos that I sent. <laughs> like that's just good. no effort. <laughs> like what the that's, frick? What is that's this? Good. Unbelievable. The only
0: logo they got right was Fox. Solid. Unbelievable. If you guys want your questions answered by (laughs) Cameraman Cam and myself, you have to be inside of the app to do that. Make sure you send Cameraman Cam a video and we'll add it to our queue. There's no promises that we'll answer every single one, but we will certainly do our best. And there might be a long delay before you see your question answered, but we can always use more questions. We love when you guys phone home and send in your videos to Cameraman Cam. Don't send a text. You won't make it in the podcast. Don't send the video to me or I'll just send you a video back and it won't make it in the podcast. Send a video to cameraman Cam. He'll put it in the queue. We'll answer it on the podcast. Did you find one yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't go looking for them. I just had to change a battery. But I liked your spiel. Yep, thanks. All right, here we go. <laughs> Shout out. Who is this? What was his name? Joe Trump. Joe Trump. Trump? Joe Trump, 188. Shout out. Joe Trump. Here we go. All right, Joe Trump. Okay, so my question is to AJ What is the best training regimen uh, for body health and motocross performance to, you know, get better strength in your arms and, uh, you know, forearms, legs, more, um, oh, uh, cardiovascular stamina? Um, Right now, I'm doing like a bodybuilding slash uh kind of like um athletic training uh, to build muscle strength but also to help my cardiovascular
1: strength so what are your thoughts on that
0: cameraman cam doing the screen recording with the mouse oh, unless that's my mouse that's my mouse disregard dude i thought you had the i thought you had the mouse right in the center of it. <laughs> I was like,
1: really you just said that
0: <laughs> um okay so joe I think he's probably under the slight misconception that motocross does take a ton of arm strength and forearm strength It in fact is the opposite so don't search out a method of strengthening your arms necessarily De- definitely don't search out a method of strengthening your forearms uh, that's probably the opposite of what you want so the the easiest explanation is go on YouTube we need to make our own video of this to post on YouTube so I can forward people to my video instead of some random person that I have no association with, but go on YouTube and type in foundation training. There's a 12 minute video, and those movements are exactly. F- in fact, that's who Chase Sexton trains with. That's that guy. What? And yeah, you that. didn't know that. No, that makes way more sense. He goes and he goes and does his preseason like little boot camp with that dude who does foundation oh. training. That makes so much every sense. morning in the gym at the dog pound. There are multiple riders. I will not name specifically who that are doing the foundation training workout before they ride. It's 12 minutes. It almost looks like yoga, but it strengthens and stretches the exact muscle groups that you would need to be strong on the dirt bike. The exact muscle groups. So if you only did one workout for the rest of your life, that that workout would be it. We need to create our own version that's very similar to that. And we need to brand it motocross specific. Um, Also inside the app, we have Coach Evan from Outlier Performance, and he has a whole masterclass on on the bike fitness, which is very, very, very similar to that foundation training video. They're just a bunch of different movements. The foundation one is just first of all, it's free. You don't have to subscribe to the app and then it's a whole workout thrown together as one, 12 minutes. Cardiovascular, um, you can run a little bit as long as you find that it's not too harsh on your knees or anything else. I don't run a, a ton. Uh, or the bicycle is a great option. Road bike, mountain bike. Seat time on the dirt bike is also great, but it, let's face it, I would say on average, most people are probably only riding two times, one to three times per month. So that's not that enough seat time to become super physically fit on the dirt bike so you have to find alternative options yeah go look up that video thank me later thanks joe trump for sending the question
1: i actually forgot about foundation training i did it a couple times and then i forgot about
0: it it's great yeah if you have if forget about if you even ride if you just have lower back pain do that 12 minute workout every morning and you will not have lower back pain it's great yeah it's great
1: yeah it is good I got bugs everywhere.
0: All right. Hit me with another one. I don't know what these are. Let's Oh, <laughs> King Friday. Oh, but they pause it. King Friday was on FaceTime with a nice lady that came up to me at Daytona. And so I got to say hi to King Friday via FaceTime at the race. And he also purchased merch from the FaceTime call. He picked out his merch on the FaceTime call and she she bought it and, and walked away with it so i thought that was kind of funny all right just had to tell that little story i like it shall we continue king friday let's hear it hey cam hey aj it's uh chris from oregon aka king friday uh my question is what do you think about a guy who's getting into motocross at the ripe old age of 48 um should maybe i be sticking
1: to trail riding or should i keep going with this um I'm gonna do it either way, but I wonder what you think. Thanks.
0: King Friday also just realized, definitely sitting on a toilet. We're gonna give him the benefit
1: of the doubt. I actually sent him a message back and I was like, are you sure you want us to use this video? He's like, yeah, that's why I sent it to you. I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, you might be sitting on a toilet
0: though. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Or
1: Maybe there's just a seat next
0: to a shower. You know, it could happen. Maybe, or if he he is sitting on a toilet, See, Whatever. multitasking. So more I respect that. I'm no, constantly multitasking. I'm into it. Uh question. Okay, misconception again. Two in a row. I don't think that motocross is I think riding in the woods is more dangerous than motocross. And I'm I can uh, I objectively I think I could say that that's a fact there are way more variables and way more things that can go wrong riding in the woods. You're away from people to be able to easily rescue you if you do get hurt. You can hit a tree, you can hit a like tear your knee on a root or a rock. You don't know what's coming up half the time because you're riding sections that are blind. Motocross tracks when you learn how to ride the correct way, which is literally my entire purpose at this point in life is to teach people that it's not it's not super dangerous and it doesn't have to feel reckless and and feel like you're trying not to kill yourself the whole time when you ride a dirt bike track when you learn to hit jumps there's a very safe calculated way to do it and it's easy it it's not phys- physically it's it's very it's demanding Standing up in the attack position to do it for any duration of time, it will take a, a while to build to that. But technically, to be able to get to a point where you can safely jump the obstacles and navigate the track, it's, I really, if you're in the app, you you have a huge head start, but learn the basic stuff, because it is not da- it's not as dangerous as people make it out to be. It's just not. I was teaching, there was multiple riders at class on Monday that were late 40s, early 50s, just getting onto a motocross track. So whatever their experience was prior, one guy only had ridden Harleys, <laughs> another guy had only ridden street bikes, and then the other guy had only ridden off-road. So it was like a big mix of guys with little to zero um, experience on a motocross track. And we got all of them doing this, a jump, a pretty big, like a 35 foot, 40 foot jump. That had a really safe you know, landing. If you cased it, it was fine. If you overshot, it was fine. And we got them doing it. And within five minutes, all of them look completely safe. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely argue that there's a way to do it very safe. And you're, you're in it. Study the videos in the app. Go to the member bonus section. Watch all that stuff. And progress in a really, really thought out, safe way. Yes. Now,
1: I would say that I think the most difficult part about all of this, and I'm not even kidding, like this is going to sound cheesy and obvious, but I think it's the truth because I know I'm going to run into this this spring because I'm taking like the biggest break from riding ever. It feels like Um, the toughest part is patience. I mean, patience is impatience is what gets you in trouble with this whole deal Uh, because we all want to go fast and hit a big jump and it's fun fun to go fast it's fun to hit big jumps it's fun to hit rail corners it's you know fun to go race right but I think patience is probably one of the biggest things that we haven't we don't push maybe as hard as we should because it takes time to learn how to do this stuff and especially learn it correctly because you you have to learn it correctly I mean like for instance would Ross be a good example of this like Ross I'm pretty sure started riding a dirt bike with you and He's good
0: and got good quick. I had a conversation with coach James last night, right before we fell asleep. And I go, you know, what's crazy is that Ross is going to be a professional supercross rider. Well, that's insane. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, but that's going to happen. And he could, with his work ethic, he could very well be probably a good one. Eventually it's going to take a while because he got a very late start to it. But Ross Went to his first class right at the beginning with me on this old beat up like it was like a 1990 something RM250 that barely ran. He crashed at the class at his very first day at class. Had internal bleeding. This was in his the hospital. first day? First day. That this happened? <laughs> I had multiple blood transfusions and then made the decision after that that like, all right. That was a fluke. We're going back to class. We're going to still learn how to do it the right way. heals up, goes back to more of my classes, and then starts knocking out Moto Academy classes. like It's nobody's business. So he's probably, at this point, done more than anybody. Ross has probably done 40 to 70 of them. And then he went and trained at Club MX. He'll be at, when I open a facility, he'll be at my facility. He will, he's developed a skill set, and he's done it very safely since that first injury to what he's going to be a pro supercross rider it's just crazy and he didn't start until he was like a teenager with zero guidance and then he was able to he they made the smart decision to like okay we're gonna just listen to everything aj tells us and like live by that and just try and do it the right way and it freaking works yeah but what i'm saying is like
1: ross wasn't the kid who like yeah apparently he got brutally hurt his first time out of class didn't know that but yeah but that's the only injury of his that I really know of but even that I think he learned I guess that was a way of him learning but he Mm -hmm. he
0: took his time you know what I mean big time didn't race for over a year because I recommend that he not he was getting pressure from remember this Mm -hmm. I forget that that was even a thing I told Chris I told his mom I told Ross I said don't race don't race like ross right now needs to focus on technique and technique only if he starts racing and you let people which everybody around you is going to pressure you into racing he's going to try and override and he's going to get hurt at 100 percent that's just going to happen and they didn't race for a whole year or just make bad habits
1: right like right. like racing is the perfect time to like go to bad habits
0: to just ruin everything that you have worked on yes. yeah yeah and they listened and it works yeah he's a very good example of that it's oh. cool yeah wicked wicked
1: yeah, i mean but that's what it comes down to you you do have to be patient with the process and that that comes with everything right like nothing happens quickly but especially with this stuff it's it's amazing like like i keep i always say this like last year was my learning how to grip the handlebars here it's all i focused on for the entire summer was And now I got it. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Like, I got it now.
0: You know what I mean? But that was my one thing over the summer. That's one thing I think about consciously a lot, especially on race day. On race day, it's really easy for me to do this. Grip my hands tight and, like, death grip the handlebars, and it turns my elbows in. Everything kind of rotates inward. So I constantly have to remind myself, okay, sit upright, push away from those handlebars, like, open the hands up. I think about, there was a couple years where I thought about my feet more than anything, but now my footwork is really, really good. Now I think about hand position.
1: Yeah, for years, actually forever, it's always been my feet. And now I've been focusing on my hands and um, this year I want to learn how to scrub. That's
0: my goal for this year.
1: No, this year I want to like start staying low. That's kind of like how I want to look at it is like, because I've gotten really good at soaking up speed vertically. And that's all I got. I never go sideways, so I want to. This year, I want to start staying low. But, anywho, one thing at a time Uh, takes a long time.
0: But that's the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, it's five forty. Yeah, record record breaking podcast, by the way. Hour and forty minutes. Is that a
1: record? Oh yeah. Hour and forty minutes. We've never gone that long. No way. All right, breaking records over here. Welcome, Driver J shout what i said you're welcome driver jamie his yeah, shortest you're welcome, driver of the year and we get some he gets the longest podcast
0: you're welcome shout out driver jamie you're forgiven for uh breaking the tents <laughs> we, it's okay we forgive you we know it was nature's fault not your fault um yeah i have a ton of fun with the team shout out mechanic dan even though i know you don't listen to these probably but driver jamie definitely does shout out Sinjin. Vlad Sinjin got to go to a race. Hopefully he goes to a couple more of them. Seemed like he had a good time. Yeah, so I always like I always like when new people can come and uh, take in the experience and enjoy it. I think that's cool. Okay. Make sure you guys subscribe. Moto Academy podcasts are just freaking rolling out consistent with it each week. Uh, Cam, did you get everything you think you needed race breakdown wise to be tied into the yes. race vlog? Yep. I feel good. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm um, gonna go do the uh, make a YouTube video now. Uh, thanks for listening. Best moto, mo, number one moto. What is this? We're the number one moto academy. We're the number one pod moto pod motocross podcast in the world. Is that it? Yeah, can you believe that we're the number one motocross podcast? I, I can't believe it in the world. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, in actually, in the uh, solar system, stratosphere. So. Yeah. So that's good. Okay. Universe. Toodle.